All right, KISS Army, welcome to the KISS FAQ Podcast. Thank you for giving us your time today. I don't think it's into your head. I hope you don't do any damage. This is a KISS-related podcast by the board for the board. We hope that you enjoy. Welcome to episode 98 of the KISS FAQ Podcast, I think. Or is it 99? Who cares? Whatever, it's 90-something. Uh... I can't count that high. So, welcome to the podcast. I'm joined today by Lonnie, St. Louis Kiss on the board. Uh, Michael, welcome back. Hey, everyone. And Andy. What's up? We're back. <laughs> and as you can tell, I still don't remember your usernames on the board, but uh, there we are. So, today's episode, actually, before we get into today's episode, do we have any news? Lonnie, anything happening in Kiss World? Um, um, new show announced today in Oklahoma this morning. Um, in February nope. of 20. Oh, no, 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 nope. no, no. April. April. One, in Los- one in Nevada in April. One yeah. in Nevada in April was announced today. I am there. I am going to that. If the if I, nice. if I survive the LA Kiss Expo and still have any money, I am going to go. So. You wouldn't come to my pre party with signed books, but you're going to go to LA one and do it, huh? Well, that's only that's only that's only an eight-hour drive, and you know what? I got one of the podcast guys is gonna go with me, so I'm gonna have some company in the car. Gonna put together a custom playlist um, of some stuff that I'm sure he'll enjoy and never be able to talk about. And (laughs) we're gonna go down to LA, so you know it. You know, it, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be fun. I've even started getting ready because I've got such so much work going on. i got to get ahead of the books. i got to get ahead of the collectibles I'm going to bring. I'm going to bring a ton of CDs, vinyl, magazines, books, other non, uh, non-Julian non Gill and Tim McFate books. Um, so I'm looking forward to it. And hopefully they'll have some right. more guests announced soon. So we'll see where that goes. So if you're going to L.A., stop by and say hi to us. Tim's put it up on the Facebook site that he is going to be there signing as well. So this will be the only opportunity to get a signed copy of the book, uh, the Odyssey book with both of our John Hancocks in it. And we're not doing any extras because those copies that I bring are it. You better save me one, damn it. Um, 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 depends how much I'm, 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 I'm <laughs> I'll buy it. I just want it signed. That's how I do it. I always, when I always get a book, it has to be signed to my name, the day that it's signed, and that's how it goes. That's the if way I don't do get it. it. And if I don't get it, if I don't get it signed to me by the date by that person, I don't want it. Too bad. End of story. <laughs> Very demanding. Wow. All right, let's get on with this show before we get too, too sidetracked. And uh, I apologize for anyone who, if this does end up being a video show, Mike, I'm holding a laptop on one knee uh, in my car, so I may be moving my camera around. So if you need to take <laughs> some anti-seasick pills, do it now. Or <laughs> That's not, You sound like you got a personal problem there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into today's topic. Obviously, with Andy and Michael both here, it's pretty clear we're going to talk about the Kiss Crew 6, which concluded last week um it seemed to be from the reports we got on the high seas a hell of a cruise this time around so you know just a quick off the top is what cruise number was this for you michael uh this is my third i went on kiss cruise three kiss cruise four i skipped last year and this is my third and final one did you uh, go on this one with anyone were you uh going solo and uh with how, how did uh, you do your travel arrangements for this one so on all of them, well, the first one I got paired up with someone. On the fourth one, I, I actively you know, sought out someone and roomed with this 
great guy, Chuck Cooper. And since we hit it off and remained friends since then, we decided to, you know, uh, be roomies again this time around, which is nice because, uh, you know, you kind of know what you're getting. You yep. never know if uh, you get oh, along, yeah. you, know, <laughs> you know, signed up with someone if you're going to get like a serial killer or something. And I've been I've been lucky. So <laughs> I haven't figured you could have you you ended up with Andy or something. I was that was yeah. going to be a nice segue to Andy. Andy, that was, <laughs> what cruise number was this for you? Uh, n- number six, all of them, been on all. All of it. Wow, you got like the full collection. And uh, what were your travel yeah. arrangements this time? You go with someone special? Yeah, uh, my girlfriend for the second time, and my mother for her second time. Oh, that's awesome. They like it. Uh, yeah, my mo- my mother had been to the uh, one on KK2, and my girlfriend went last year. And uh, um, yeah, my mother loved it. it. She even said it was different this time than the KK2, and we'll get into why and whenever we get to that segment. So I kind of want to start from the beginning, I guess, of the cruise before we get into the middle and to the end and stuff. So Yeah, so I do want to kind of start at the beginning of this. Um, you know, and Lonnie's going to, because he's been on one and I haven't, mm-hmm. uh, he's got some, probably got some questions that are specific um, to the his cruise experience for you guys. But what draws you to it? You know, going back year after year, Michael, I mean, you know, it, it's it's a fair, you know, effort to get there, to do it. What, what made yeah. you want to do it so much? So it's funny. The first time I heard about the Kiss Cruise, it was several years ago, I thought, that's kind of a wacky concept. Then I looked into it more, and I thought, this sounds pretty cool. It's a good way to get a photo with the band and just have this, like, you know, four or five day event. So I, I went on the Kiss Cruise 3, and I said to my girlfriend at the time, uh, now fiancé, I said, this is a once-in-a-lifetime thing. So anyway, I went, and then by the time I got back to the, the airport in Miami to fly home, I called her up, and I'm like, I think I want to go again next year. <laughs> is she still your girlfriend? Yeah. Now we're getting married, which is why I'm not going on a fourth one. But, um, yeah, so it went from a once-in-a-lifetime to a three-times-in-a-lifetime thing for me because it's kind of something that you really can't compare to anything else. It's unique. I, I never got to go to the KISS conventions back in the 90s. I assume this is kind of similar in that it's, you know, this this thing where you're just surrounded by thousands of KISS fans. You're kind of... It's a celebration of the band uh, and its history, and they started adding themes to it. So when they added the Dress to Kill theme, I was like, oh, I have to do that. I can get a photo with them in my suit, and they're all in suits. And this time around, the whole Creatures of the Night thing piqued my interest, because uh, Alive, which was the theme last year, I thought was, no offense, kind of lame, because they play those songs all the time. So it's like, pay $3,000 to hear us play the songs you've heard us play a million times. Like, what? But Creatures of the Night was much cooler, um, you know, everything about it. So I thought, all right, one final time, I'll do it, because it's just a, a great experience that I feel like every Kiss fan should do it at least once, just to see what it's like. Or six times, Andy. What keeps or you going back? Or six times. Yeah, well, I mean, what keeps you going back? I mean, is it now an affliction that you got to go and get your yearly dose? Yeah, well, uh, whew. when it first started, it was it was, it was. You know, it was themed as we're going to do songs for diehards who want to pay this money to get on this thing. And we're going to play songs that never, ever been played in their life or barely, barely been played in their life. And, you know, for a diehard, that's an addiction right out automatically. And then I started doing the pre-party thing. And then I got into that. Now it's like it's not just a kiss thing anymore. I mean, I, I hate to say it, too, but and I love the music, too. And now it's like a it's like a reunion of, of people that you met from all over the world. I mean, it, it's a big giant reunion at the same time. I mean, though there's no lie, and I don't want to offend anybody, I'm there for the go to see the Kiss and the Kiss stuff. 
I don't really care about whatever else is going on with uh, all the other bands and stuff. If I do see the other bands, if there's time and space, I'm good. But if there's a Kiss thing going on, I'm going to the Kiss thing. You can go over there and see Joe Schmo play, but guess where I'm going to go? <laughs> and then people find out, oh, you're always there, 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 because I'm the Kiss guy. I want to go there. I don't care about the other stuff, and it's an addiction. And then once you get on, you're like, man, next year, what are they going to do next year? You know, next year's themes, next year's music. I mean... You know, uh, and, and I gotta admit, like Michael said, you know, the first three albums are are, are, are Kiss, point blank. The original four, the other three albums are Gold. You know, Platinum Gold, Drop the Hook. You know, and Creatures is up there in one of my top favorites, in the top like five and six albums. And I love that album. I love that thing. And the theme, I just thought about when it hit me. Creatures like, hopefully they had the tank, and of course we find out they actually brought a tank. You know, and. Uh, you know, it's an addiction. It's like a drug, man. You can't stop. It's it's an addiction, you know. And you get attached to everybody, and you meet new people, and you meet old old people, and it it, it just keeps going on. And uh, you know, it's you know, it, <laughs> it is it's a drug. It is. It's a drug that's hard to kick, you know. And, and there are people who didn't go this year that, you know, uh, only 345 people that have gone in the last six went this year. So there's people have been dropping out and. You know, it, it's hard when those people drop out. And those people are even now like, oh, man, now I wish I went and this and stuff. You know, so it's a double-edged sword. And I, I think this is going to be my drug until they stop. I'm not going to buy – I'm going to say put it on here online. I'm doing like an intervention for myself. I'm not going to buy any KISS thing, period, now until the cruise comes up because they're going to save tax money and everything else, and everything's going to be put on the cruise. And uh, <clears throat> according to what I heard is that uh, – I, I know this is at the end, but – According to where they're going next year, you know, we're going out in New Orleans next year, which is a whole different port now, which is yay, finally we're moving on. And uh, and uh, from my understanding that we're going to go to uh, what they call NCL's private island, which is called Harvest K, which was just built. It's been only open for a couple months. So, And I was told by, and I won't mention any names because I don't want anybody to get in trouble, but people who are in the know say that we are, They when I mentioned it to them, they said, yes, we are going to Harvest K. But because the Jokers cruise before that, we going November 1st to the 5th, they're going to Costa Maya. So it's possible we're going to go to Costa Maya and the NCL private island because they're a hop, skip, and a jump away from each other, really. So, But anyways, it's a drug, so I don't want to keep going on. I want to get more into the cruise thing. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to keep going on. I want to go to Lonnie on that as a previous uh, as a pre- previous cruiser. Any regrets? I mean, now that you've seen you know, much of the footage and the recollections, do you regret not being one of those that now have two stars on their lapel? I said it at the time, and I continue to say it now. I regret, and I I had the, the same thing Michael did. I had to convey it as a once-in-a-lifetime deal. Um, I did get engaged on the cruise that I went on, and, you know, she... Luckily enough, she said yes. and didn't like throw me overboard. Like, really, you're going to propose me on the Kiss cruise for <laughs> sake? But you know, she she's a good sport about it. She she gets it, you know, and she and she goes with me every time that they come around, that they come around for the most part, anyway. And but for me, I, and I said it at the time that I wish I wouldn't have gone on the cruise that I went on. In all honesty, because I went on Kiss cruise. I went on Kiss Cruise 2. Oh, yeah. And for the ones that are familiar with it, you're, you're going to know why I say I, don't, I wish I wouldn't have went on that cruise. Because it was right after Monster came out, and they played five songs off of Monster on yeah. at both of the electric shows. Awesome. No, it wasn't. 
No, I agree with Lonnie. That's it wasn't because because I, I was I was toying with the idea of going on the first Kiss cruise, and I I, I said no, I I just can't do it. I said because what if I go there and they play the same old set list, and then I'm spending all this money to go go see another show, but I'm just on a boat seeing this show. I'm not gonna do it. So when the Kiss Cruise set list, the original Kiss Cruise set list, came pouring in the Kiss Online, and I'm seeing that they're playing all the way, and they're playing anything for my baby and love her all I can, I'm like, holy shit, that's unbelievable. And I said, I'm going next year. I don't, I don't care, you know, if if I go by myself, I am going next year. That's unbelievable. What they're playing. So I went there wanting to hear love her all I can, anything for my baby, you know, all the way. Or, or I'm thinking, well, maybe since they concentrated so hard off the first three albums, maybe they'll play stuff off of Rock and Roll Over and play Love Em, Leave Em, play Mr. Speed, songs like that, or, or songs off, or play, you know, Plaster Caster or, or Almost Human, stuff like that. You know, it's going to be great. And we were walking around during the day, and we walked by the theater where they perform it, and they're and they're doing soundcheck. I'm like, oh, let's just hang out here for a minute, listen to soundcheck, you know? And they're rehearsing Long Way Down and and um, Out of This World and All for the Love of Rock and Roll. And I was like, wow, I'm rehearsing a lot. Like, they're not going to play all those monster songs. They're just seeing what works. They're not going to They're not gonna play all those. And lo and behold, they played five monster songs. And okay, that's great. But the rest of the songs that they played on both those electric shows were... Oh, look it up. I love it loud. You know, I was like, I'm, I'm not here for that. I'm not here for that. I'm, I'm the, the show I went to, they did open with Take Me, which which was really cool. And they did play um, I Stole Your Luck, which was cool, too. But it wasn't as cool as I was hoping for. And then right. Kiss Cruise 3, they come out and they play um, Almost Human. And they play other, they play the more oath. rare gems on Kiss Cruise 3. And they play The Oath on Kiss Cruise 3. I was like, man, I went on the wrong one. To say I'm going to go on once in a lifetime. I went on the wrong one. I agree with Lonnie. Out of all the cruises, and I feel bad because that was my mother's first one. And she was so yeah, excited. You're yeah, and, and I'll tell you right now, out of all the cruises, that was the my least favorite Kiss Cruise of them all. Not not only because of what they did. You got like Lonnie, they say they played a lot of the monster, and I'm like, okay. And, and I kind of figured once the new CD came out, I was like, ah, uh, this is what's going to happen. And the other thing was the crowd was really different. I had said it a million times. The first year, I could count how many people that weren't wearing a Kiss shirt on my hands. You know what I mean? The second crew, the second cruise, it was like, where are the Kiss fans? They're there, but oh. they were. His shirts. It, it was a different crowd. It was like an older crowd. It was really raunchy. It, it, people were really like pushy and shovey, and did people were stealing shit off other people. Mm-hmm. So in my way, I agree with Lonnie. The second cruise, it it, it did it had the wrong vibe to it. So it, I agree yeah, with Lonnie yeah. on that. Without it, a doubt, it was weird. It was it was really strange because like we're, they played they played just for a quick example. They played on that cruise, and I know we're gonna we're not here to talk about Kiss Cruise Two. We're here to talk about Kiss Cruise Six, but but just real quick, you know, they played they played um Mr. Speed acoustic that on the, on the Sail Away show, and I'm singing as they're as they're playing it, and they get to the second verse, and they go, "You try pleasing, but get on your knees, don't make it." And I'm singing that, and the girl next to me goes, "Is that the verse?" I go, "Yeah, that's the verse. What the hell?" <laughs> <laughs> What the hell are you doing here? 
yeah. really, it was like bizarre. I was like, yeah. it's a rock and roll over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, I agree. All right, now that Lonnie's uh, gotten that off his chest, um, Michael, take us into the start of the cruise, and I'm going to come back to you, Andy, because I know you did something oh, I, special. I haven't forgotten you. I want to kind of rotate, rotate around us. So, Michael, take us into the beginning of the cruise, into the, uh, I, I guess, day one, and it's, uh, you know, straight out of the gate, there's lots of, lots to do when you get down to the boat. I mean, there was a petting zoo for Gene's base. Um, was it uh, Paul Stanton? Uh, Paul Stanley's weapons of choice. Um, he had his art gallery, and yeah. I, I think probably the sail away show. So you know, take us into the beginning of the cruise and what stood out for you, what you enjoyed, and uh, what you kind of got into there. Sure, uh, I got there a day early, so I attended uh, the pre parties because it's just a great way to connect with people. And I also did not want to fly in the morning of because God forbid my plane was late and I missed the entire cruise. I would kill myself. So <laughs> I, I was there and ready and uh, got on the boat. And um, uh, you know, first thing I did was got something to eat. Then I also ran into Joe Polo from Podcast Rock City. We did a quick interview, which is pretty cool. Uh, first time I met him. And, you know, uh, went to our room, just kind of, you know, put our bags down, got ourselves settled. Uh, and the first thing I think it did was, well, I guess I kind of just geared up for Paul's, um, well, for, for the, the show at night, really. Um, I think there, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but there were definitely concerts uh, going on that day. Let me pull up the website here just to make sure I have it in front of me. Yeah, and I, I and I deliberately have, and none of my notes that I've got here have have I mentioned anything to do with any of the tertiary acts. If it's not Kiss, you know, I, I didn't really, I didn't really, uh, well, care. Right. Um, sorry. Well, I got so yeah, I skipped the Gene Bass Petting Zoo because I did that before. Um, I was very interested in the, the Paul one because I love his guitars. I think they're beautiful. Um, but that was after the electric show. So to me, I was really interested in the electric show because I've never seen Kiss do an electric show without makeup because I got into them after the reunion. Um, so I went to that show. Uh, I have to say, I, I've seen Kiss do an acoustic set on the cruise twice now, and I've been to several meet and greets. And so, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm spoiled that way, and I think a lot of us are. To me, the set list for the Unmasked show was kind of disappointing. Almost like 90% of the songs were songs they would play acoustically, and they're just like, let's just play them electric. Um, the only surprise for me was World Without Heroes. Yep. Uh, uh, you know, Take Me, I Stole Your Love. Yeah, I, I guess they're kind of unexpected, but they're not that shocking. If they did, like, King of the Mountain, I would be like, holy crap, what's going on? But, um, so I, I felt like they only had one true deep cut. Um, and the thing that's interesting is Joe Polo and I were talking about it. We both voted for Naked City. Other people voted for It's My Life. Nice. All Hell's Breaking Loose. It's almost like they had people vote and just didn't pay attention to what they voted for. Because um, they put more... Okay, we're going to play what we want. Right. They basically put more effort into the indoor show versus the electric show. And I'm sure if you're a first-time cruiser, you probably loved it. I mean, they you know they put on a great performance, but I feel like a lot of us have seen Going Blind. We've seen Coming Home. We've seen Plaster Caster. We've seen a lot of these songs perform multiple times, and that's because we're lucky. But they're kind of catering to us, right? I mean, we are, like Andy, the people who do this multiple times. Um, so I felt like they kind of, you know, disappointed a little in that respect. Uh, that said, none of the songs were bad, and the performance was great. 
Um, and after that, uh, I did go to Paul's, you know, petting zoo thing, and that was cool. They had the purple, um, you know, cracked mirror guitar, yep. which is gorgeous. Nice. They also had the DC Rich um, guitar. Um, they just had, like, I think five or six. Um, did they and charge you for that? No, no. It was free just to go up and pose, you know. But it's, like, with it's with your camera. It wasn't, like, a professional okay. thing. Okay, I was or, yeah, and uh, when I was holding Paul's purple guitar, there were guitar picks on it, and I'm like, should I pick one off? You know, but <laughs> I didn't want to get in trouble. I should have just taken one, but I didn't want to get in trouble. And I got to tell you, as the people went by, like, holding the guitar, I, I watched, and, like, less and less guitar picks were on the guitar. So clearly, <laughs> lots of people have the same idea. Just that and they're yeah. all they're all up on eBay now. One thing I, I know, one thing I noticed with the Sail Away show is that it really was a set of what have become the standard deeper cuts that they just kind of pull out. If you're gonna hear a rarer track, it's all in one bag right there for that Sail Away show. You know, a world without heroes electric for the second year running is very cool. That seems to be their kind of deep cut du jour um, that they go to. But I got I you know from the guy who's sitting on the sidelines in an armchair, you know, seeing all all the way, mainline, come on to love me, Christine, 16, got to choose, plaster cast all in one place, you know, from our perspective, for, uh, you know, for the guys who don't go every year, we're like, wow, you know, that's really neat, but, you know, how, how strange it is in a way when you go, like, well, they played this last year, like, yeah. yeah, but you're one of only 2,500 people who yeah. heard it, you know, that's like long yeah. complaining about hearing five monster songs, I mean, kind of, kind of boggles, so, what do you think of Unmasked Kiss Electric? Um, would it work in a theater situation? Would that be something um, that you'd uh, be into to see this lineup do? Oh, uh, me? Oh, yeah. Uh, you. Sure. Uh, I Like, if they were to do, like, kind of a tour little thing of it, uh, I think it'd be cool. I mean, um, I think them Unmasked Electric is great. Uh, and one thing I'll, we'll get to later, but the photos that they took, I opted for the Unmasked. They were more relaxed out of the outfits and out of the makeup because I've seen multiple cruises where Tommy especially like leans to the left constantly in his photos and the makeup and I feel like he doesn't feel like comfortable sometimes when he's in the outfit and the makeup so I feel like sometimes when they're not in the whole getup they can be themselves because they're not playing a character they're not playing a role they're just themselves so I feel like sometimes when they're not weighed down by all that they can be more uh, moving around the stage, laughing, having a good time. So it creates a whole different vibe, uh, and I like that. And obviously a lot of us have seen them in makeup, so I think it would be kind of cool if they did even just like a few select cities where they do some unmasked electric shows. I don't think it'll ever happen because they, Paul and Gene just wouldn't do it, but in a hypothetical ideal world, it would be pretty cool. Yeah, talking about the, the photo sessions, um, Gil Garcia, I think that's how you pronounce his first name. Paul Stanley, yeah. um, I, I don't want to say impersonator, yeah. but uh, analog, because he looks freaking awesome, has one of yeah. the best kiss photos ever uh, with his wife. You know, him in his 82, 83 getup just looked absolutely freaking awesome. And that, that's one, if you're on Facebook, check him out because it was it was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And I'd love to get him on here to talk about his experiences doing that. But Andy, let's get to you and talk a little bit. Uh, you ran a pre-show this year, and then you can give your input on the same things that uh, Michael just uh, spoke to. So t how did your, uh, your party go? Man, amazing. I couldn't believe it. Um, 
Uh, as everybody knows, uh, I used to do a living in sin thing with Jeff Hopkins and his wife, Denise Hopkins, and had some uh, some help from like Tina Malloy because we do a back crawl and his money donated and it went to all charity. But, uh, you know, they all uh, decided not to go this year. So I, you know, basically they bailed out. So that was the end. And uh, I made up a new thing called The Gathering. Basically, it was just the gathering of fans. It's what you thought about it. You get everybody together. And I knew Lydia Chris was going to come back. She always loves to come back. And she goes to visit family in Florida and stuff like that. So I knew she was going to come back. And then all of a sudden, it was like, at the last minute, it was like, wham, we, I want to come. You know, uh, <clears throat> and all of a sudden, you know, Ken Sharp wants in. And then, uh, you know, uh, Kip from Enough's Enough wants in. And then, uh, you know, Big John Hart. You know, I mean, I was like, at the last minute, I mean, I was like floored. So I had all these guests, you know, Joe Polio, for, you know, and I had them all lined up on the tables and stuff. And uh, basically, every 99% of them showed up. The only one who didn't show up was Chip. And they said his plane got delayed, and then his plane got delayed again. I don't know, it was all rock star thing. So anyways, the party went off really well. Uh, amazing. Just all the guests, you know, they do this on their own. I don't pay anybody to come down. I told them they can come down and sell whatever they want take pictures, photos, whatever they want to do. Maria came down, Contessa came, was there. Uh, Lydia was there. John Hart showed up, Ken Sharp. I mean, Joe Bo I mean, it was just uh, it was just amazing. It went so by so fast. It was a great way. And, of course, Andy, DJ Noise, who now has been playing on the cruise, not just the Kiss band, actually plays on the cruise, too, as a DJ. But he does more than just DJ. He plays along with the drums with it. It's a You, you just got to check him out. It's just not like your regular DJ, if you want to call it that. And then... Uh, it's a great place for everybody just to gather together, and it was free. You know, it was free to get in, free to ground, everybody hang out, eat, drink, and just have fun. It was a way to, way to good start, and that's how it went, and it just went amazing. That's all I can say. It was a long night, long morning. <laughs> a lot of people looked tired the next morning, but it was all well worth it. It was all good. And you got, so, so, you and, got some news out of John Hart, didn't you? Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, Big John Hart, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I can say it. If, if I thought I'll get in trouble, so what? Uh, Big John Hart actually is technically is uh, <clears throat> supposedly by uh, next year he's going to come out with a book. So he must you imagine the story just besides the Kiss thing because you know Iron Maiden and uh, he's done other I don't know he's done a country singer and a couple other things. So according to what's going on, he said he's supposed to come out with a book next year. So that will be off the hook. <laughs> so if you liked Andre Augustin's book. Obviously, he was with the band during the reunion period doing security and whatnot. Well, Big John, Originals era. Just imagine the fly on that wall and some of the other acts that he worked with. And, of course, he came back in 88 to work with the band, I believe. So he's probably got, you know, you know I don't think any of these guys who are going to put out books are going to go into the filth um, that, that they know. Because you know that's not what a lot of them are into. You know, uh, one one author who does that is probably more enough for the band. So that should be interesting. And that was uh, really interesting to hear that that has actually been out and about elsewhere. That news. So you're not uh, breaking anything by mentioning it. Damn it. You know. Sorry. <laughs> you know. Or, um, so uh, what about your your first impressions of day one? You know, with the sail away show. The um, and and I also wanted to ask you: Was there a mad scramble for the merch booth? Um, yeah. Yeah. Here we, ready? Here we go. So, anyways, uh, getting on the ship was very easy this year. Basically, when we pulled up, man, we pulled up. I think it was around eleven o'clock. Right in, right on the ship. There was no like super long lines to get in, which wasn't bad at all. It was pretty easy to get get on. 
But uh, when we got on, none of the rooms were ready, though. That was the only thing. So if you had carry-on, you had to lug it around to get. And then you go up to get. They wouldn't let anybody on the top pool deck because the stage wasn't ready. So basically, they had everything blocked off this year. It was that's a kind of a pain in the ass, you know, especially if you're carrying stuff that you don't want them to come get later on, you know, fragiles or something and stuff like that. So that's kind of a bummer. But anyways, <clears throat> but uh, here's the thing. Okay, like, uh, you know, so after getting eating and finally getting in your room, getting all comfortable, it was more relaxed because, number one, they had the extra day on the five days. So they were actually able to spread things out, you know. So uh, anyway, so on day one there is like, uh, <clears throat> this is, except for this part, this is part is still driving everybody nuts. I don't care who you are. They have to fix it. It's going to be almost impossible to fix it because I don't know how they're going to possible, even with the pre-order stuff, it's still going to be chaos, is that. When you get on the ship, everybody knows you uh, <clears throat> kids played nighttime this year at nine o'clock. So you had time to spread out. They did the uh, you know the, the the muster drill. You get then after the muster drill, you go upstairs. You can do whatever you want. You wait. Skid Row played, and I mean you could hear Skid Row from the other side of Texas if you wanted to. Man, it was over loud actually at one point. So anyways, uh, the thing was that is that there was nothing really kind of kiss going on until they got out to five yards at sea. Now, this is where the chaos starts, okay? It's every year, and they still don't know how to fix it yet. Six years later, and they still can't fix this, which I don't understand, and the people are going nuts. So now you're out to five miles out to sea, okay? So this year they moved the merchandise thing from on the top deck into thing next to Paul Stanley's wherever, the art thing, wherever it is they used to have their merchandise thing, so people at least lined up there and they could hear music. Now they put it, they moved it into the Bliss Room all week, which used to be the karaoke place where everybody used to party at nighttime, and that used to be kind of where everybody got together, and they had that good atmosphere. Well, that atmosphere went gone because they got rid of it. They put the merchandise in the Bliss Lounge, okay? Now think about it, because Lonnie's been there. Think about this, Lonnie. They have the stuff in the Bliss Lounge. You're lined up. They People are lining up outside on the deck. All right, so you're following that whole outside deck. So there were people from the beginning of the Bliss Lounge all the way to the back end of the ship waiting for hours to get in the merchandise thing. It was that crazy. crazy. And the problem was is that if you don't go the first day and get what you think oh. you might get because you can't see because they didn't even have a preview, so you had no idea what was being sold. You know, besides, you know, it's going to be T-shirts sold, but you don't know what kind of other merchandise. Are they going to sell tops or, you know, you know, uh, like bottle openers or what? Bubble heads and, you know, flip-flops. You don't know until you actually get in there. So you're waiting for hours or you're waiting for somebody to come out, but they made you go the other way when you came out because they didn't want you to go back in with the other people, and they only let so many people at a time. But you still had to wait for hours, and people still missed out. But at the same time, okay, figure this out, the same time on deck five, if I'm right, it's a deck five or a six or whatever it is, the casino chips go on sale, okay? So oh, now you have... So now you got to go, which way do I go? Do I go to the left or do I go to the right? Do we have friends who will sit up here on this line for hours and you go down this line for hours and wait and whoever finishes first, you run up to the other line. So that's what I did. My mother and her girlfriend stood in the merch line and I want the casino chips. You know, I went down because I, I collected them ever since. I want to keep, that's another thing. It's an addiction thing. I have this set. I want to keep going with the set. So I want one damn set of casino chips, right? So. I run down to go to get the casino chips. They're going in, and there's a there's a line a mile long already. So I'm like, oh, I'm screwed. I'm not going to get anything, right? And then I find out they made a hundred dollar chip this year, a twenty five dollar chip this year, and a five and a five dollar chip this year. Of course they did. 
Yeah, but the other years they weren't making the twenty-five and hundred. They stopped doing it. They're only selling five dollars. So what happens? Somebody sees me in line, and I'm lucky. And I thank her and her husband because if it wasn't for them, I wouldn't have got of these. I probably might have got the hundred or twenty-five dollar one, but I would never have got the five dollar one because, from what I understand, some woman stood there and counted as people were buying the things. How many people before the five dollars ran out? Twenty-one people, and then they ran out. Somebody bought seven hundred dollars worth of the five-dollar coins, what? and then some what? guy bought thirty-five hundred dollars of the five-dollar things. Are you, and you can't tell me they're not selling them on eBay? Crazy, man! Unbelievable. I mean, I only wanted two sets. I know not one for me and one for my buddy Jeff. That they, they didn't go on the cruise this year, and that was it. And I thank Pamela Moore and her husband. But taking my money and getting me the chip because I wouldn't even get the chip. And, you know, for me, that's a big deal for me. You know, it's like the cups. Now, they release the cups every morning at 9 o'clock, okay, which wasn't bad this year because it didn't seem to be a mad rush for the cups this year. It wasn't like the other years. I don't know. You know, I don't know if people just say, I don't want to buy them or I'll get them later. And I think they made actually more cups than they have in the past. So they actually had extra cups at nighttime. And even at the end of the cruise, I saw people trying to sell the, all the extra cups. These are the employees. And they supposedly put a star on the bottom. If you got a star on the bottom, you got some kind of special kiss merchandise. I don't know what it was. I forgot what it was off the top of my head. So when that perspective, trying to get the merchandise and then trying to get the casino chips, they got to do something about it. And every year, everybody gets on six-man case. And, and I guess Paul Stanley's heard about it now. They were, people at the his guitar thing were talking about it. And Paul says, yes, we have to fix this. I mean, they, they don't want us just hanging around for hours waiting for merchandise. But if you don't do it the first day, you're screwed. Because if you want something special, it's gone. And I'm telling you, the shit was gone. Within, within the first day, it was gone. I heard people going, the next day, because they reopened it back at 10 a.m. in the morning, people were there lined up at 6 or 7 o'clock in the morning, and the shit That's was terrible. gone. But it was gone. That's a you terrible know? way to spend your vacation in line for a T-shirt. Yeah, yeah that's like, like a holiday in England, spending it in line. And, 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 and I don't know what, I don't know who did the merchandise this year, but they blew it, really. Why didn't they have anything with a tank on it? It's the cute. t-shirts I saw look like garbage. Well, they look like shit. Uh, here we go, and hopefully, hopefully the video, hopefully the video holds up for this. Michael, tell us about these t-shirts that you got. And that's got the tag well, on it. Uh, so it's the hoodie. Oh, that's so this, the back of the hoodie. It does have the tank up here, but these sold out like the first day within a short period of time. I went to wait in line. Here's the front of it. Um, while my friend Chuck waited for the chips, I said, "You wait in line for the casino chips. I'll get in line for the merch." And he was able to give me a twenty-five dollar chip. I didn't see him in the merch line because it was so damn long by the time I got in. And when I got in, what I cared about most was getting the little Tommy autographed guitar because I thought that's really cool. Yeah. Um, and it's a the more affordable way to get an autographed guitar. Um, and so I got that. I got this T-shirt, which this sold out like immediately. Yeah, show yourself off. Yeah. Um, and this is like the only shirt that they had really with like the actual logo of the cruise, because um, most of it was like these like weird like movie poster things or like things that really didn't have a hell of a lot to do with Kiss. Um, they had one with a mermaid on it. People were like, "What the hell is that about?" Um, and two with women on it, right? Two or three with women on it. I'm like, what are we? What are we? Ten and twelve? Who was with the mermaid? 
There's another half-naked chick on another one. It's like, what are we, back in 1980? We're not, we're not, we're not, we're not I'm sorry, you've just said mermaid, and I'm thinking they should have called Ken Kelly. Remember the girls on the front of the cover of Love Gun? Turn them into mermaids. Right. Yeah, there you go. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Kiss Crew 7. Set, <laughs> set down the check here. All right, guys. <laughs> but you both, but yeah, got, you both got hats as well. Hat. Oh, there you go. And you yeah, got some and, and a koozie. Yeah, there was no flip flops. There was no poster. There was, I mean, it saved my wallet. But I mean, they <laughs> they kind of blew it this year. I'm serious. They really blew it. They could have had the tank. Could have tank with them on it. Come on, seriously. I mean, this is the only shirt I, I actually bought. This shirt. It's like a. I don't know it's some kind of I know it's a fish. It's got the long thing and it kills fish. A deep. I forgot the name of it, but that this was it. The other things had like a there were things like a half naked chick. On. Oh, I got the towel. I got the towel because you know I mean it's like da da got the towel, so I gotta get the towel. Yeah. But it's like got another half chick, half naked chick on the damn. The claw thing looks cool, but it's got some damn naked half chick on the top. I'm like, what is this stuff? Who did this? Why didn't they have the tank and stuff? See, it's like. There's some where is it like yeah, a jaws thing? I mean, you could barely see her on this, but you know, what I mean, it's very strange. I don't understand. If they had all, they had 365 days to get ready for this. So here's what I, I, I don't here's know. what I think they should do on the merchandise. I think they should ration. They should not put all of the stock out in the store on the first day. That they should kind of buffer it out and say that there's going to be a different item, you know, kind of here and there. You're not going to get it all in one place. They should also not be selling all the casino. You should have limits on the amount of casino chips that you could buy on that first day as well. If you put limits on that and give everyone a chance to get through line and get at least one, or you know, a set, then you can let someone buy $3,500 worth of $5 ones. Because I'm sorry, that's just obnoxious yeah. as hell. You can me. do that on the last day if you, you want know, to. Let, let, them, let them do that after people have been through to get it. You know, same with the merchandise, because you see people now do have, you know, 30 T-shirts up on eBay and stuff and absolutely insane quantities like that. Yeah, it's free market. Yeah, it's all of that bullshit about American capitalism and all that, that, you know, first come, first serve. But this is also a cruise that's catering to a hardcore customer who you're you, you really need to respect. So it's a very difficult juggling act for Sixth Moon and Kiss to try and get into. I feel very, you know, kind of bad for them that they've got to try and figure out a way to make everyone happy. You know, and you got two guys here on the cruise, and Lonnie's been on it as well, who are basically waving green, saying, take my money, take my money, take my money. You know, so they need to come up with a more efficient and effective and fair way of doing that without me sounding all Bernie Sanders. So. Well, can I... Can I- can, can I jump on this? This is another interest. This is, it. I'm not, it's all full out here because, you know, the, the guy said it. The, the guy said it. So uh, at the Paul, at the, uh, Paul Stanley Pizza thing, Paul was, you know, he didn't come out right away. So uh, six man, uh, if you got a six man bear, he, he was doing the uh, this MCing and stuff and walking around. And people were throwing questions at him before uh, Paul came out. And basically somebody threw out the question about the, the chip, all right, the casino chip. And basically what he said, and this is from him, is basically that guy, that the person who bought the $600 or $700 or the $2,500 worth of coins, that guy might have saved his money for all year long just to buy the coins. He says it's capital as it's best, and that's the way it's going to be. So basically it means we don't really give a shit. They're selling them too bad. If you're not in line, too bad. And I mean, I I, I hope somebody recorded or put the video because he did say that basically – it's capitalism as his best, and he said it in his own words. 
They're not going to be able to stop it. It sucks. You're going to have to have friends. Yes, I'm, I'm sorry. They can, they, they can stop it. If they, they wanted could, to. They could take pre-orders on it. You're all yeah. going to the boat. They, you can put an order in. It's like Amex. It's like going to some casinos in Europe. You place your freaking order in advance for your chips. You go there. We'll call. Pick them up. So, yes, you can find a solution yeah. to that problem. And, yes, it is perfectly fair for someone who's got $3,500 to go in and buy the whole damn lot because he's there in line. That's fine as well. That's how it goes. But, again, you're catering to customers here, and your idea is to make oh. the, the majority of those customers happy. Lonnie. Well, here, how many times do concert tickets go on sale and they say limit four per customer? You see that all the time, that someone can't go in there and just buy a whole section if you know to go ahead and put them on StubHub or something. You know, and that's and that's you know right here in America they'll they'll say no. I've been to concerts where they say limit two per customer if it's a small theater or something like that. So no, they can put limitations on it if they really want to. They don't have to say, well, you know, he bought three sections worth of tickets or something, or he bought $3,500 worth of chips. Nothing we can do about it. Yeah, you can. You just don't want to. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's crap. Yeah. And the other thing is, too, with the merchandise, I guess some guy bought, like, 50 shirts. To yeah, sell. I heard about that, too. And then uh, the thing is, Six Man said it, on their own, on the cruises site, on, the web, on their Facebook page, they said they didn't want to leak out any images. The images are already oh. out because they already posted images. When you when you put up the website, of course, people are going to take and steal. They don't want people to make their own shirts and shit like that. They've like had that. big problems with that, though, too. And they've but, had to, but guess what? to answer you, people from going because people are plagiarizing images and pro trying to profit off six man's images. So it, I get it, that totally. I, I understand that, too. But there are a lot of people I see from, and it's a lot of people from overseas. Somehow they have the way to be able to make their these fancy shirts they make. And I'll tell you, man, so Michael will say, if you, you saw some of those shirts, man, some of those shirts were ooh, a thousand times better than what the Kiss ones were on the cruise. I'm sorry. They made some killer, killer shirts. But they're not selling them. They only made them for themselves. You know what I mean? They made one for each that's day. That's fine. Whatever it is. And that's fine. But they, there's no way you can ever stop somebody from copying an image somehow. Excuse me, I, I've taken an image from the uh, section of the Kiss Cruise thing and, and posted things on it, but I'm not selling it, but I use it as a, as a thing for telling people and stuff or whatever, but I'm not selling it. I understand that, so they, it, it's still a mess, but anyways, enough of that. Let's get to the yeah. Kiss stuff. Yeah that, yeah, that that answers the question on the merchandise, Matt Scramble. Thank you very much, guys, for going into that. Michael, let's go to you with you know day two of the highlights. And uh, I see Tommy and Eric get into the action with uh, Eric's hosting. I guess the Kiss Navy's got talent. Um, Tommy's got Name That Solo. Sophie Simmons is uh, judging the belly flop contest. Uh, you got Ass Doc. This is the only the only band that I the only non-Kiss band that I mentioned was the Dives. I think first performance was on day two. Um, and then, of course, the unmasked photo. So, you go to any of those events, and uh, you know, take us through kind of your day two on the on the cruise. Sure. Yeah. On day two, I uh, was the first person to get photographed for the memorabilia photo shoot. Uh, Ten a.m. I, I I thought that was really cool last year. They had the opportunity to do that, so that was one of the things I kind of missed out on. And I was happy that they did it again this year, so I could do it. Basically, it's a photo shoot that uh, Norwegian takes photos of you with. It was the Freedom to Rock banner behind you, so it's like Kiss with the American flag. Um, they had like a trunk there in place of the drums, so they didn't have the drums this time, but they had Gene's axe bass, they had Paul's silver uh, Ibanez guitar, and then they had like this um, this thing on an easel, like a, kind of like a metal 
poster thing where it's that logo where it says Kiss, the number one gold metal champion, you know, gold record champions, and blah, 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 and it shows all the album covers and the band. So you basically could pose however you wanted. Um, so I did some, like, standard stuff, holding the guitar up, or, you know, acting like Paul and pointing the guitar at the camera, and thankfully most of the photos turned out pretty cool. So after I did that, um, yeah, I kind of went over to the whole Eric Singer thing where he had his event. Um, I didn't see a whole lot of it. I just wanted to kind of see Eric, and, you know, uh, it was pretty cool. He seemed relaxed, and he's fun, and he's interacting with the crowd, and just, you know, he's a real nice guy. And then afterwards, he signed stuff for people who were right up against the barricades. So I had him sign my badge. Um, and then Tommy's thing, Tommy's event started uh, just not too long after that. And that I found really interesting because Tommy's an awesome guitar player, and he could just play stuff without any, any music, like just from memory. And he's. I think it really made it clear just how awesome he is. Like, he played some stuff people couldn't guess. It took him a while to figure out, like, what song is that? And they're like, oh, Modern Day Delilah. They figured it out finally. And um, was, he playing, was, was he playing the solos live on a guitar yeah. rather than yeah. just play, oh, really cool. play on a track? That's awesome. That's yeah. cool. I, I didn't realize it was going to be live at first. I thought they were going to play, like, an audio track and people had to guess. But he actually, like, had his guitar on and he just started playing wow. solos oh, on the fly respect to Tommy for that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. And I also got him to sign my badge, too. And I told him because it's the first time we met after I interviewed him right before the cruise. And I was like, oh, Tommy, it's Michael Cavaccini. And then he like kind of did a double take. And he's like, oh, hey, how, how's your cruise going? I'm like, pretty good. <laughs> um, and uh, he was cool and real nice. And uh, yeah, later on, um, I did see the Dead Daisies. The Dead Daisies were awesome. I've never seen them really. I've never paid attention to them playing when I was at a Kiss show. So I, I wanted to take the opportunity to see them. Two Kiss-related things about their set: they played All American Man and Rocket Ride. Nice. Which awesome. And their drummer did the Hundred Thousand Years drum solo um, from Alive, which is pretty sweet. Um, and he did like the Paul Stanley rap and everything. It was it was cool. Um, and then after that, I got ready for my photo with the band. So I put on like a, a pound of hairspray to make sure my hair wasn't moving. Because to get to the, the photo spot, you have to walk typically like outside. So, you know, you look perfect before you go outside. Yeah, and then all of a sudden it's like madness. So I, I got over there and um, got my photo with the band. But crazy situation. So... Um, when I went in there this year for the first time I've ever seen them do, rather than mark your card, like with a marker, they actually scanned it and they're like, where's your roommate? And I, you know, we're used to taking photos separately. So I told them, oh, he's sick. He's back at the room because I didn't feel like having a whole discussion. And they're like, well, if, um, you know, he's not here, then, you know, he's not going to be able to get in after. And I'm like, supposed to be with your cabinet, right? Right. And I didn't take it seriously because I thought, well, hell, like we've done this before. So I was like, yeah, okay. And, you know, got my photo with the band. And then after we met up and I'm like, well, how'd your photo go? He's like, they weren't going to let me in. I'm like, what do you, <laughs> and I'm like, what? And he explained and he told them like, hey, I paid just as much as he did. And like, we all should get what we paid for. And, you know, they let him through and he was able to get a photo with them. And he actually had an opportunity to chat with them for a little bit because he was one of the last photos as part of that session because of this whole back and forth. So he actually wound up getting a better experience because they took forever to let him in. But I mean, the way I see it, if it's like, if you're two people in a cabin, I don't think there should be any problem with you getting your own photo. If you're a group of 10 people in a cabin, okay, I understand. 
But if it's just two people, it's not a big deal because you might be rooming together just because you need someone to room with. It doesn't mean that it's your wife or your husband or whoever. It could just be someone you're rooming with and, you know, you want your own photo. What yeah, do I think yeah it doesn't mean you want them in a kiss photo with you for eternity, so. Right. Yeah. Um, but anyway. Seen so, of worms, though. Yeah, I know. It's a slippery slope. Um, but I was really happy with my photo. It turned out great. Um, later on, I went to go see Sophie for a few songs. Uh, she's got a phenomenal voice. Uh, the songs she sang weren't really appropriate for the cruise. She sang like Amy Winehouse, Megan Trainer, like all about that bass. It was just very odd for the Kiss cruise. I, after a few songs, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get a good seat for Craig Gass. And uh, he was awesome, hysterical as always. The room was packed. And he explained why he hasn't been on the cruise for a while. He said that he basically told people in Gene Simmons' voice over the PA on Kiss Cruise 3 that, like, attention passengers, we've hit an iceberg. And then he talked about how, like, Kiss has three packages for you to get off the boat for, like, you know, the gold package. You can And, like, he went to this whole elaborate thing. And someone actually went to, uh, you know, guest services on Kiss Cruise 3 and said, is Kiss really going to charge us to get off the boat? Like, they didn't realize it was a joke, so he got in trouble for that, and that's why he hasn't been back until now. So, um, it, I, it was really, he was funny as hell, if you've ever seen him. Um, and then I think I just capped off the night with, uh, I don't know, I guess just hanging out at the karaoke. And I didn't do the karaoke this year, though, because as Andy mentioned, they had it, they moved it to the Spinnaker, which is this huge room, where before it used to be in Bliss, but now that the merchandise is in Bliss, you know, who wants to do karaoke in a big-ass room where you feel like you're totally, like, on the spot and everyone's watching you? It's intimidating. So I'm like, nope, not for me. Um, so that's kind of my day. So a lot going on, but uh, I'm sure Andy did other stuff, too. Yeah, walk us through the belly flop, Andy. Yeah, Andy. Well, yeah, for, for, first, I just going to go back a little bit to the first day about the uh, the night show. Is that, uh, you know, this is the first time that Kiss actually did a show at nighttime. So they had a, you know, the stage, the lights and stuff. That was all cool and stuff. And uh, like you guys, like Jillian said, if this was like your first time on the cruise or maybe your second time, the set list would have been like, wow, this is amazing. But for like Michael, maybe Lonnie, myself, man, I, I was kind of bummed out a little bit. I mean, I and I love the. I'm telling you right now, everybody knows the first three albums, man, for me are just that, you know, off the hook, okay? And they played a bunch of those songs, but, you know, I was... You know, when going into this, I was really hoping to get, you know, like Lonnie says, man, I'm waiting for those couple extra punch songs. I mean, they did good at nighttime during the inside, I think, but I was still, man, I wanted those. Or unholy or something. Yeah, throwing a couple more of those deep, deep cups. Come on. Seriously, when you end the whole set list with Shout It Out Loud, really? Shout It Out Loud? <laughs> Seriously, two years in a row, Shout It Out Loud. You know, and then you do it at the end of the indoor show. You know, it's like, ugh. Really? Anyways, uh, <laughs> but anyways, uh, night the day uh, day two is that I uh, uh, went to the uh, Eric Singer thing and uh, it's interesting seeing people have hidden talents that come out. You know, there was a magician, uh, a drummer, of course, and then there was a comedian. And uh, the comedian guy is really good, but uh, from what I understand, he does it really. But he had to tone it down because I guess he's like really, really dirty. He's never like really toned his thing down, so. So that was interesting, and then uh, of course we saw the Tommy electric guitar thing, which is kind of fun. It's funny watching people trying to guess what's going on, <laughs> you know, what songs, and he's, oh, and of course they get them wrong, and people start booing them because they can't get a, you know, they can't get that song. But it, 
But it's it's harder than you think. You know what I mean? You're like, yeah, I know the song, but then you know just you only solo by itself, yeah. Just solo without, by itself. Without any, any backing chords behind it or anything. Nothing. I know that song, but I don't. <laughs> so uh, you know, so uh, yeah, and I'm a you know I'm a sucker for the belly flop contest. You know, every year I get into it. You know, I, I lay my body on a line for the hell of it, and. Uh, and uh, it was funny. So Sophie uh, judged it this year, and uh, you know, it's it just it's just comical fun. And uh, you know, you usually this is the first year they let kids in. Which as soon as we knew they were kids in, we're like, okay, they're gonna win. We kind of understand this in the long run, they're gonna win. So we all kind of like, yeah, okay, we'll do our best, but we know we'll cheer the kids on, and the kids are gonna win. Well, I guess everybody uh, knew that except Sophie. <laughs> Because basically, towards the end, it's Sophie like eliminated everybody, and uh, in the first round, they only want five people basically to move on to the second round, and then after the second round, that's it. They clear the winner. They only go two rounds, and uh, basically, they don't want to get. She don't want to get everybody give tens. Well, she was giving out tens left and right. <laughs> so they had to have the second round, and then they had a third round. And I'll tell you, man, you do a couple rounds, you, even after the second round, man, if you lay a little body on the line and do the smack. As Lonnie took that famous picture of me flying. I'll <laughs> I tell was supposed you, to win free Kiss Cruise 3 for that picture, and it didn't happen. <laughs> and I'll, and I'll, and you should have won, too. Anyways, because uh, I'll tell you, if you do the belly flop right without doing the, you know, jump up and you're supposed to go flat and not do the tuck to save yourself, I'll tell you, if you go flat, if you do it right, it freaking hurts. And I'll tell you, uh, my girlfriend took pictures of me like a day later. I have bruises up my arms, across my <laughs> Black and blues and yellow, it came out. That's how long it took. And uh, I ended up coming in third this year. Last year I came in second. A couple of years, two years like in a row, I came like first. And I handed my crown, I think, on KK3 to Sean McSally be third. I don't know. But it's all it's all fun and good. It's all entertainment. It's fun. It's something more relaxed. I know it's not really sort of a kiss thing, you know. Watch Sophie for a little bit, but like Michael said, it's 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 she's more of a pop singer. Not really... I think so. We kind of like time to stroll on, you know what I mean? And of course, by the end of the nighttime, which is never nighttime, it's first thing in the morning, it's three, four o'clock in the morning. We're all hanging out the karaoke at first for a while. Like Michael said, they, the atmosphere was kind of a little bit strange, maybe because there was so many new people. Because a lot of people used to get up and all dance together and sing, and just they, it doesn't matter how good or how bad you were, everybody sang along, everybody had fun, everybody did this. But it seemed the first couple nights with the karaoke was a little bit off people didn't really kind of get it you know so but by the end of by the last night of the cruise people really started getting more into it but by then it's time to go home you know what i mean everybody knows so okay so that was that was about it and of course craig grass is off the hook man my name's gene simmons of kiss i mean he i'm telling you he off the hook that guy did two shows and the gene simmons and the paul stanley stuff he did and the way he talked about them and how he met them and how he talked to Paul for the first time and he called Paul Stanley the first time, it was, I mean, it just, it, I, I hope somebody recorded it because I'll tell you, any Kiss fan or if you're, you know, you got to see it from that kid, from the Kiss Cruise, the two shows he did, I'll tell you, it's super, even the, uh, what's her name, the, the comedian before him, uh, yeah, I she, was she was good too because she's actually a Kiss fan too, so she, she threw in some puns in there. Really, really funny. It makes the whole thing. It was, it was really good time with that. Next. <laughs> yeah, let, let's go straight in. I'm, I'm not going to talk about going offshore, you know, Grand Cayman or Cozumel, yeah. because you know that's just not kiss related. But uh, electric show number one. 
Uh, either of you go to that, or were you both in number two? I got two. I was number two. Number two. Okay, so, you know, first night, we now know. They you guys kick- both watched it on the big screen? Yeah, and the place was packed, and uh, people were really into it this year. Last year was kind of so-so. People get kind of people are more into it this year. So it was really, you know, because everybody's waiting for that full punch. You know what I mean? You talk about being into it. The cruise I went on, Andy's like down in front, like right in front of the big screen, like he's at front row at a concert, like jumping up and down at the screen the whole time. <laughs> it was the yeah, that's, that's, that's how it yeah. should be. That is totally. That's how it is. So, so Michael, if you're watching this on the big screen, uh, wherever that is, give, give me your reaction to you see the tank and they hit. I'm just going to read the first part of the set. Creatures of the Night, Keep Me Coming, Detroit Rock City, Radioactive, Calling Dr. Love, and then Wouldn't You Like to Know Me Off Paul Solum. I mean, from Mr. Armchair Quarterback's point of view, oh my God. What yeah. you were there? What was I mean? What was your reaction to seeing that and knowing that you were going to see it the next night? So I, uh, someone showed me a photo of the stage before the concert because they saw the doors open and they took a picture, and they showed me a picture of the tank. And my roommate was like, "She's like, I don't know if there's going to be a tank." And I gave him like a long look, and he's like, "Oh, maybe there will be," you know, because <laughs> I didn't want to tell him, but I also didn't want him to think there wasn't going to be one. So I, I knew about the tank, um, but for the set. So I assumed they were going to start with Creatures. I also assumed that they were not going to do certain songs that Paul can sing at this point. Like, I still love you. I just knew it wasn't going to happen. But w- what caught me off guard was I expected rock and roll hell. I, I I was surprised if Keep Me Coming. I was like, wow, okay, this sounds pretty cool. And when they did Radioactive, I mean, Holy Paul's Lord. done Wouldn't You Like to Know Me before. But when they said Radioactive, there were grown men, like, downstairs because i was upstairs in the um atrium watching and i was looking down on the crowd and there were these guys jumping up and down and hugging each other like oh my god (laughs) first first time since 1979 oh i gotta hug (laughs) yeah like how cool and i thought that was awesome and i like that they put gene's song and paul's solo song back to back that was cool um, and yeah, they, they they were cool. And one thing I didn't notice until someone told me after was that Paul was wearing the tail the first yeah, yeah. show. I couldn't see it because we're watching it on this big screen, which is not that great quality, which is weird. You would think it would be a nice screen, but it was just kind of like VHS quality. And uh, but still, the, the environment was fun. People were totally into it. Even when they played some of the standard fare, um, you know people were still into it. One thing I have to say is that when they do the indoor show and they should have a rule that they cannot repeat any songs that they play at their unmasked electric or acoustic set. So in other words, Shout It Out Loud, Firehouse, Hotter Than Hell, they repeated songs that they played the day before, two days before, which to me is lazy. I understand they're trying to, you know, uh, play a show that's similar to what they played on the Creatures Tour, but you don't need to follow that to the T. If they replaced those with, like, I don't know, a song from Sonic Boom, a song from Monster, a song like All Hell's Breaking Loose, just a few other things, man, people would say it was the greatest concert of all time. Because there is no need for us to hear Shout Out Loud twice on the cruise, or for us to hear Hotter Than Hell twice on the cruise. Um, So they did great with, like, the three or four deep cuts, but if they really wanted to go the extra mile, they should have replaced the repeats with a few other ones. 
Yeah, and I, I got to say from my perspective of, you know, like doing the work on the Odyssey book is that the Oath should have been in there for the Creature Show because that was considered for the Creature's Tour anyway, you know, and if, if they, they've already done it, you know, bringing that one back in instead of freaking shout it out loud. I mean, your, your point is completely valid, and, you know, I, I got to say, as good as that set is, and I think from the high-quality YouTube videos that circulate of Paul doing Keep Me Coming and Gene doing Rock and Roll Hell, they nail it. They totally, yep. totally nailed it. Um, you know, it sounds way better than the recordings that we do have from 1982 because Keep Me Coming only survived two performances back then and Rock and Roll Hell only three. So, I mean, the, the quality you know, for comparison is, again, Paul Stanley knocks it out of the park. So uh, the one thing I'm really disappointed in is that Saint and Sinner or Killer don't get a an airing. And I don't know if it's a, a vocal challenge for Gene to do either of those, that it's just too too much to go for. Um, yeah. and, and again, I'm not going to ask her for a refund because I wasn't there, but I really think one of those two songs should have been in there for, you know, a Creatures of the Deep kind of uh, performance. That, that, that's just that's just a personal kind of niggle there. And Gene didn't sing the high parts in Rock and Roll Hell. He had the crowd sing them, which made sense. I could understand because, like, there, you know, at the end of the verses, there's, like, there's parts where he's like, and scream, and he'd have to, like, like belt out this really high note, which uh, I was, like, I was waiting for it, and then he, he didn't do it on at either show. He just, like, pointed to the crowd, and they sang it. And I understand that. It's probably really hard to pull off. So it's better that you don't do it. And, you know, it's better to not do it and do it and embarrass yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you can be pretty sure that in a rehearsal they tried yep. other songs off that album and said no. Andy, were you down in front of the screen jumping up and down like a madman that first night? Hell yeah, he was. No, actually, I was, I was, I was not in the front this year. I was more in the back. <laughs> oh, it's disappointing. Oh, jeez. No, actually. Actually, you know, this is this is this year. I told I told a girlfriend because you know she loves Kiss. She likes Kiss too, and my mother was there, so it's very hard to you know you got you got two, one. My mother's only five two, and my girlfriend's only four ten. Even though she says she's five foot, she's not. It's it's hard to to have two people that that are this small trying to be pushed up front. It's very, it's hard enough to attack one. Imagine trying to do two. Gentlemen. So oh yeah. So anyway. <laughs> Yeah, it was. I loved it. I have to agree with Jillian, man. I would have loved to hear Satan Center, man. I love Satan Center. Eric Carr and even said that was like his favorite song off the album. It was one of his favorite songs to ever do. So, I, I this, what, what? Oh my God! When Nick, I rocking. I just, I, mean, I kind of figured they were gonna do rock and roll, but still hearing it live like that, amazing. But when they, when they pulled out, when he said they're gonna pull out Radioactive, I, I was like, I'm gonna hit the floor because there was no way I saw that coming. There's nobody saw those two. Yeah. And I'll tell you, when, when Gene did Radioactive, the crowd went from being high to off the hook. I mean, Gene's Radioactive got the biggest, biggest applause out of everything. Uh-oh. That, that, mean, that, that means trouble. You're supposed to say that Paul Stanley's, wouldn't you like to know me, got nope. the biggest applause of all. <laughs> no, because Paul but says, hey, I'm playing. I'm playing. I'm playing. Uh, you know, would you like to know off my solo? I'm like twice, and people are like, yeah, you know, people are up and you know, going, yeah, yeah, yeah. But but when Gene's when Gene said radio, when they did radioactive, I mean, the, the crowd even lifted even more. It, it, I'm telling you, nobody saw those two songs coming. Anyways, it was great. I, I think Paul did a really. I, I'm surprised that he, that he did keep me coming, and I think Paul 
Really, I think Paul, out of all things, Paul knocked that out of the park with Keep Me Coming. I, I, I swear to God, that was probably his best song I've heard him do with his voice in recent years. And that came out of, you know, and, and that's a song they don't do all the time, you know? Yeah, and, and it's a song of creatures you thought, oh, they probably won't do that because, you know, it is Paul Stanley kind of, you know, at his peak with vocals anyway. Yeah, because like Michael said, they're not going to do I Still Love You. And Gene admitted, he goes, I hate danger. It's that song. It, it, well, we'll get to that after during the thing. He, he mentioned some things on his uh, wouldn't you like to be the rock star thing. He, he's pretty funny. We'll get to that next. <laughs> yeah, so let's wrap up the, the electric shows. Um, I, I mean, I, I get it. Radioactive hasn't been played by Kiss in 79. Um, wouldn't you like to know me? Paul did just, you know a decade ago on his solo tour so it's like okay we've heard it but first time kiss ever performed it second night you guys are there they swap out what was it they swapped strutter and deuce other than yeah, that, yeah. it was the same how was how was it in person what was the scale how how did the creatures uh analog do in that small environment michael let's get you first on that one sure um yeah it's interesting when i'm at a concert now especially since i have a blog i find that i have to record certain songs on my phone for my posts you know so part of me wants to record certain things so i recorded the rare stuff and then part of me actually wants to be in the moment and enjoy it because it's unique right so, um, you know, I was wondering what were they going to switch up? Uh, they switched up, like you said, uh, Deuce for Strutter, which is fine, because Strutter is a really hard song for Paul to sing. And actually, I noticed when he did sing it, he avoided certain parts that, you know, where he has to kind of like m modulate his voice or modify it because it's very hard for him to do. Um, so I was kind of happier to hear Deuce. But um, being there in person, I have to say, the one thing that really stood out is I feel like there was more confetti at any Kiss show I've ever seen. Like, they dumped, like, pounds and pounds. Of, like, it kept coming. I was like, holy crap. Like, is this where the whole, all the budget went? Confetti? It was just insane. Um, and, you know, I, I enjoy watching what are the other members of the band doing when someone's singing a lead song. So, like, Gene singing and Paul's, like, walking over to the other side of the stage and sitting down. Or he's doing these, like, his you know, strange little dance that somehow he makes look awesome, uh, where he's like shaking his butt or doing like what one comedian called the invisible stairmaster. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is a great way to describe it. Um, and I thought Tommy looked phenomenal in his outfit. I feel like out of everyone he looked the best. And one thing I noticed is that the way they avoided walking into the tank is there was glow in the dark tape on the actual like part of the tank that stuck out. And uh, other parts of the stage had tape on it, so that way, when the lights go down, they can make sure they don't walk straight into knock it. Their head off. <laughs> yeah, knock themselves out. Um, so it was really cool seeing it uh, so close up because it's such a small theater that even if you are farther back, you still have a good view. And I was maybe I don't know 18, 20 rows back in the center, so I had a good shot of it. And uh, Shannon was above us like she normally does, and she was throwing out Jean's picks. So I was able to get a few of those. Um, oh, it's, it's a fun atmosphere. <laughs> and yeah, you got, you got Andy. quiet. What, hell, what did the hell happen? <laughs> Andy, go break the silence. All right, I'll break yeah. the silence. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, like like Michael said, when when we saw it on the big screen in the atrium, you know, it had that fuzzy look. It did look like a VHS from 1983, 82. So it is kind of funny in a way. Yeah. It's like Rio. Uh, I had uh, we had uh, the first row of the seats 
you know, I moved out of the pit. The pit is not all what it's worth to me. Unless you're six foot or taller, you're in trouble after the second row. You, you, it's hard to see, and you're going like this all night because you're going like this to avoid people. And the ship is going like this at the same time, depending on the weather and stuff like that. And uh, the standing room only thing is you have the people who went one behind the other. I got out of that. Sometimes that's not worth it either. I had a lot of hassle with somebody last year. So I decided to move back <clears throat> into the seat, in the first seat, dead center. Perfect. I love seeing the tank. I couldn't believe it. And uh, I, I don't know how I didn't know. I knew they, they might have done the tank or didn't. I, I wasn't Mike Michael. I didn't see the picture. I didn't hear about it. I don't know how, and I'm glad I didn't. Because walking into them, when they opened the curtain, I was so happy to see that damn tank up there. Looking so cool. And the first thing I thought of, this is going to be awesome. They're going to blow the confetti or sometimes stream is out of, that, out of that tank, out of that tank. And it's going to blast everybody. And it just seemed so surreal. It looked like almost back in 1982, 83. You know, it's it just, just so surreal, you know. And being on that stage. And if you look at some of the old videos, if you look at some of the YouTube videos, you can see the, uh, the, the uh, disco ball in the background, right? You, you got to hand it to the guys, okay? They're in those platform shoes, and they're trying to dance, you know, move around, sing, play. And you watch, if you watch straight, and you watch that little ball, and the ball is going like this the whole time. It, the first night, it was rocking. That's why they were late. I found out why that kiss was actually a little bit late, because they were having a hard time putting on their makeup because they're doing all like this, and the ship's moving. And, uh -huh. uh, and from my understanding, that Gene wasn't feeling too hot the first night. He was getting a little... Uh, kind of the sea motion thing he wasn't too fond of it i guess so but uh the first the first thing i thought off my head man oh my god i want a picture standing on top of that tank and they missed an opportunity for people i mean i know they have the the um uh, the memorabilia which i did too which i didn't get into yet but uh i wish they let people get on the stage with the tank that tank was so cool i, I wanted pictures of it close of the you know the tie things I, I just, that looks so freaking cool, that tank, you know? I loved it. The atmosphere was just off the hook, people excited, even even though if they saw the first night on the big screen. Everybody was still into it on the second night, it was great. I loved it. And I hope they do something off, way off next year, you know, something bizarre, some kind of little stage setup, anything. I don't care what it is, just as long as it's not crazy nights. End of story. <laughs> Yeah, I think, I, I think two of the things that really stand out was Tommy looked fantastic as Ace 82. Um, yeah, great as Ace really everybody. Doesn't Tommy look good in Ace really suit? <laughs> and uh, the logo. And Yeah, the logo. The logo Absolutely. of that show. Yeah. A real, yeah. a, a real, obviously it's video screen, but of the uh, the logo from the era just really stood out for me. Yeah, they did that just for Creatures of the Night, and then they moved it on. They stopped it after that, and they kind of went on to the like the newer stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's so surreal, especially if you went. If you went back on the rig, you saw the real Creatures. I mean, even if you saw the Lick It Up tour, the Creatures thing went on, the whole makeup and stuff like that, stuff like that. But you know, I gotta agree with Michael. Tommy looked better. He looked probably the best in the suit. I mean, you know, you got Eric back there in Eric's suit. I mean, Eric would. I know it's a weird thing. They still can't get over the makeup thing with that one. Anyways. Um, yeah, makeup bothers me. Yeah. 
you know, there are two things that should happen. One, Eric should have wore Eric Carr's makeup. Without it, it just seems weird. And two, they probably should have taken a moment to talk about Eric Carr. Just maybe say, like, hey, you know, without Eric Carr, this great album would have been possible. You know, here's to Eric. That's all they had to say. But yeah, well, then you, yeah, you get into the Vinny thing, too. So I, it's a kind of a, you know, it's a, yeah, it's a double-edged sword there, you know. But yeah. it is good. But but I have to say what Michael said. I I, I did the uh, photo sh- the the memorabilia photo shoot last year, and I did it this year. And I'll tell you right now, this year's is way better. The photographer was way better. The two guys that helped out. I, I don't know who did last year's. I forgot. I don't know if it's the official guy that did the kiss photos. I don't know if it was or not. But the guys who did the photos this year for the memorabilia were better because there was two two people. One guy took the photo, and the other guy helped you set up. And they had. The last year they had him on the hooks where you can only just stand behind him and, you know, it might look good. You have the stupid thing in front of you. It looks ridiculous. This year they actually let you pick everything up. You could play with it, you know, move it around, switch around. And I'll tell you, they took a ton, a ton of photos. It wasn't like, I mean, half of my last year photos, I had to end up, didn't buy them. I was throwing away because, you know, I had, I had ones with like Tommy's guitar. It's like half cut out. I'm like, are you kidding me? They cut half, half the pictures off. I was like, what the hell? So, but this year's, this is just one of the photos, and this photo, this photo here had to be retaken, and they actually retook it for me. This is how cool they were this year, because you know they had the background, and then they had the you know the uh, the record things. But one of my records, one of the records was tilted forward in the original picture, so it whited it out. So when I went down here to check all my pictures out, I said, I said, wow, man, this is the only photo I have. This is there any way that you guys can fix this? And they said, no, we can't fix this, but would you like to retake it? I said, really? Are you kidding me? And they said, yeah, we're going to have retakes, you know, today from 5 to 7, and then you can add it in later. And I said, you betcha. So I put the shirt back on, went up there with the, my shorts on because, you know, because it's behind everything. And it, I have to tell you, those guys were really professionals, and those are the guys. And look, like, here's, one, here's the one with um, the Paul Crystal one. Nice. Yeah, I mean, look at these photos. These photos are off the hook. And from my understanding, you could buy the uh, uh, the sim, the sim stick. I guess I didn't realize that. If if I had known you could buy the sim stick, because some of the pictures, like I'll show you another one, just quick. I'll show you why. See, like they see how it's cut off on the edges. Yep. Mm-hmm. But I guess if you if you buy the sim, the whole thing's there, and I didn't realize it. But the without a doubt, I hope they use those same guys next year if they do a different photo shoot. Off the hook. Because it made me buy more of them, I'll tell you that. So I think oh, one, of the, yeah. one of the cool things was that I think Lonnie on Facebook, we got to see the tank before the guys, a lot before of the, the show. a lot of the guys on the cruise. I mean, here here was an expe- expectation that we weren't going to find out much until maybe they got to their first stop on day three. But we were finding out stuff that night. We knew the set right. list. We got the we we saw the tank, which. It, it, you know, I, I think a lot of people got really excited about because also that you know, in addition to the creatures or uh, the uh, the deep or whatever, uh, you also had that uh, video coming out from the '82 press conference at the same time. So we had a total creatures overload going on a- around this time. But that tank, I mean, wow! And then yeah. they do a show in Mexico last week, Monterey, I think. And yeah. they kept the same sets. They kept the costumes. I mean, holy crap! You know, wasn't didn't see that one coming either, for that matter. But 
you know, very cool live show. I, I gotta say, let's move into, you know, I've got about 15 minutes and I got a hard, I got a hard stop. So Andy's going to have to talk faster. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into day five. Um, you know, you've got the Paul Stanley pizza contest. And to me, that doesn't have anything anywhere near as cool as cooking with Paul Stanley sounded in previous years where he actually prepares some stuff because I'm waiting for a Paul Stanley cookbook with those Instagram pictures he shows and shows of the stuff that he cooks. I think Paul Stanley's got a cookbook in him next. Um, He said he does. He does? He's working on his second book. It's going to be about cooking, fitness, and just kind of like like, kind of like a self-help book in a way. Um, and it's going to focus on like three things, including fitness, uh, recipes, and just kind of like I guess just general well-being. Well-being. Oh, that, what a what a great combination because That's great. food is you know food is emotional, food is healthy, and if he's mixing in you know life stories and you know self-help stuff, that will make for a very interesting book. Other than just being a cookbook for those people who don't necessarily want to make stuff, they can at least read stuff. You know, so it'll be interesting to see where you're goes with that. Very excited to hear that. So thanks for sharing that. And then you got, you know, the, the two big things are obviously, are you smarter than Gene Simmons? I mean, uh, are you smarter than a rock god? Um, and kiss Q and A on the pool deck. You know, those those yep. are the two big ones. Um, Mike, I'm going to start with you again. You know, uh, you go to both of those, either of those. Um, how were they? Sure. Yeah. So. Um... I mean, the Paul thing was interesting, but not as interesting as the Gene thing, because Gene's always entertaining, um, and Gene says ridiculous things. Gene was, uh, it was it was definitely entertaining to watch him talk, and he's a super smart guy, and he would give long <laughs> answers to questions that would cause people to applaud, because they'd be like, holy crap, how's he know all that stuff? Um, so it was definitely entertaining to watch that, but for me, the Q&A was really cool because I got to ask a question. I was the second person to ask a question, and Andy's mom got to ask a question, too. Um, and Andy, didn't you ask a question as well? Uh, should I actually admit that? <laughs> yeah. So, so what, yeah. what, what was your question, Michael? Uh, so the question I asked is actually one of the questions that I asked Tommy when I interviewed him prior to the cruise. Cause that I was a very good interview, by the way, Michael. That was awesome. Oh, thanks. Appreciate that. Very nice job on that. I tried to ask him questions the fans care about, not yeah. like, you know, like basic crap that, like, so do you apply your own makeup? Like, who cares? I mean, what was it like? What was it like when they asked you to join Kiss? <laughs> right. Um, yeah, so I wanted to ask him, like, real stuff. So, when my second question for them, uh, or, you know, I was the second one, and I asked Joe Polo, I said, hey, Joe, could you film me asking this question? Because I want to use the video. So he did. I get up there. Craig Gass is holding the microphone. And he says, what's your name? Where are you from? And I said, you know, Michael Cappuccini, Philadelphia, PA. And Eric pulls the microphone to his mouth and goes, never heard of you. Because obviously we know each other. So he was busting my balls even before I got the question out of my mouth. <laughs> and uh, Not Eric. Yeah, he's a good guy. But <laughs> so I asked the question and I said, you know, considering how awesome you guys are acoustically, you know, MTV Unplugged, the private acoustic sets, would you considered doing an all original you know a, a, a new studio recording where it's all acoustic and it's all original material because i think that's a pretty cool concept you know, yeah. most people when they do acoustic they 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 reinterpret their old stuff but no one that i know of the rock band has really done all acoustic all original material so anyway paul's response didn't make any sense he said <laughs> that we wouldn't do it because we wouldn't 
you know, we want Eric on the record, and we wouldn't want to sacrifice not having his drums. Which doesn't make sense. Did he not? Was so he not give plugged? <laughs> the drums sounded awesome, and Eric drums when they do acoustic sets all the time, and he sounds amazing. So maybe Paul didn't know what the hell I asked, but his answer didn't make any sense. Yeah, I I, I like that idea tremendously. Um, you know, it, it would just be interesting to see where they went with that as a rock band doing an acoustic album. And yeah. I mean, I, I can't think of any off the top of my head. I, I'm thinking maybe Pearl Jam might have, but I, I don't know. Um, you know, so it would be very interesting. Andy, you asked a question, did you, that you were trying to deny all knowledge of asking? Yeah, because cause this is the reason why is because I look like an idiot because I would never, ever ask that question. Because, let's face it, I hope everybody sees this in the world and then some, because Kiss is never, ever going to answer the questions we want really heard. Because what they do is that you ask a question, and they go through them, and they want to know, and then they vote it. So basically, they go through the questions first, so they know the questions, so they know the answers. And this is what they do. I didn't even know I was going to get picked because I know some people said, oh, pick mine on Facebook, pick mine on Facebook. I didn't remember even the question I asked. I just asked a dumb one, and then they turn around, and I was just, oh, I got this email. I'm like, I knew my mother one. My mother's all excited. Or my mother's was, what are you going to do when you retire? And Paul's the answer. I, I swear to God, they should cut Paul out of this and say, Paul, go do whatever you want to do and have Gene Simmons have his own Q&A with everybody else because Paul's answer is, well, my mother asked, hey, hey, what are you guys going to do when you retire? And what's Paul's answer? I'm going to die. Really? Seriously? <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. So anyways, my question was, well, I didn't even know. I said, would you ever take the makeup off and go back out on tour? And the answer, of course, Paul goes, no. So that was the end of that answer, you know. So, But <laughs> me, me personally, I would never ever ask that question. You know, I'd ask more serious questions. But what is what do they do? They lined you up as you say, see, here's my question. You they gave it, it, it out, they laminate it, they put your number on it, you get in that line and they tell you, you read this and you read that only. If you decide to go off cue, we're going to pull the microphone you and we're going to give you the boot. End of story. And that's why the people there, that's why Craig Grass holds the microphone and is a person from six man on the other side going, okay, next. Oh, pulling because some girls would she say, Eric, will you marry me? And she turned around, they pulled the microphone away from her, and they said, Stop. They told the girl, whatever that girl went, I don't know, whatever she went fourth or fifth. Stop having fun. Yeah, basically. <laughs> so they wow. know the answers before. So the QA, really, in a way, is. <laughs> in a way, but Michael had a great, great question, but the answers come from Paul, are kind of, you yeah, know, she, you know. Gene, I love. Gene, Gene gives into these why answers, and even Paul and something said, "Oh, you know, why, why don't you, you know, you know, well, let's turn this into the Gene Simmons episode." Well, they should, because Gene answers. Gene answers, you know, very, you know, like I said, it's long. Oh, oh, do questions. He's a, but, but I do. If Michael says, "Mama," I do have to thank Tommy for outing Paul this year. Thank you, thank you very much, Tommy, because somebody asked, "Why aren't you doing more deep cuts?" Tommy stood up, with, he got out of off his chair, because Paul stood up and basically said, him, we come up, Tommy points at Paul and says, we come up to him with songs to do, and Paul turns around and says, I don't want to do this song. And Paul turns around and says in the microphone, yep, they come up with these crazy songs, and I don't want to do them, and if they were any good, we do them. And the place started booing. Thank you, everybody on the pool deck. Wow. Keep, doing, 
keep That's booing. Awesome. They say stupid things like that because Paul keeps saying, and they keep saying it over and over again. This is this is where we do these songs that you never heard or barely heard. This is the place. This is why you pay all this money. Do it. Keep doing it. You know. So, you know, I'm glad. Thank you, Tommy. Thank you. But you still heard Firehouse three times and Higher Than Hell three times and Shout It Out Loud three times on the cruise. At least I didn't have to hear Lick It Up. Hallelujah. <laughs> I, hear you. I hear you, brother. <laughs> That's one I could do without. Jeez. All right. I'm just about out of time. So. Wait, wait. wait. Uh, we, got, I, we got one thing. The coins, okay? The penny pincher. Oh, yeah. Broke. It broke yeah. so many times. That poor guy that was... There was some guy fixing it, and that poor guy was standing there all day. And if you didn't like, if you didn't like your the way it came out or came off, the guy would try to do one and switch it out all day. It was crazy. That guy was there day and night, and then finally put a thing on it broken. You know, I mean, insane. So, so for it was what three dollars, three dollars a penny. I was hoping to get some of those on eBay after the uh, after the cruise, uh, but I, I guess that may be an expensive proposition if it was broken most of the time. Okay, I'm going to be like a presidential debate moderator here and uh, bring this to a close with your final thoughts and stuff. Um, you know, maybe that I've not been able to go into completely. I don't want to do a second episode on this because we're so far in, in, into the cruise. So, so, so Michael, in the next ninety seconds, you know, uh, why don't you why don't you give us your personal wrap? up on the cruise um you know your your you know were there any low lights for you anything um you know that surprised you you know how was the interaction with other people ken sharp was on there on the cruise i yep. believe uh mike um uh mark Cicchini had his uh, yep. fan, fan club with him you know and there were other notable people around so g- give us your wrap on the cruise Sure. I spent so many, uh, I had so many great conversations with people. Mark Cicchini was one of them. I talked and hung out with Carl Cochran and his wife. They were there. Nice. Um, How's Carl doing? Yeah. He's doing good. And, you know, I was doing my best to raise his spirits, get him to laugh and smile because he's, you know, going through a tough situation, but he's doing better. I'm just going to make sure that he, yeah, I try, if someone's like in a tough situation, I try to make him feel good because that's the best we can do, right? And uh, I had so many good conversations with people. I had people who said to me, this guy from Spain, who's like, oh, you're from that podcast. I'm like, I've been on three episodes, but all right. You know, I was just I was surprised that people recognized me. Another guy followed my blog, told me, you know, it's great. Keep up the good work. So it was so cool connecting with people. To me, that's the highlight, like the expos, is spending time with people, having great conversations with people. The concerts are awesome. The photo with me and Kiss turned out great. But really, it's about connecting with other fans. And uh, I couldn't have asked for a better way to cap off my Kiss Cruise adventures. Uh, I feel like this, you know, each cruise is special for its own reasons. Um, and this one was uh, also special, and I had a great time. Is it perfect? No, of course not. We're Kiss fans. Nothing is perfect. So, um, you know, but I, I got what I paid for, and um, it was great. And I'm looking forward to, you know, being one of those uh, guys on the sidelines in years to come to see what kind of crazy stuff they do on the future cruises and I know Andy will be there to uh, give us some first hand perspective <laughs> yeah I want to uh, just uh, commend you as well for that interview with Tommy you know we, we obviously shared it on the board and elsewhere but you know it got a very good response I liked his you know I liked that he, he, he did answer the questions even if we don't want to hear the answers kind of yeah. the way he gave them so I thought you did a very good job with such a limited amount of time as well I mean 20 minutes yeah and I'm 
And I was thankful he even was able to give me the interview before the cruise. I thought it was going to happen in December. But then they said, oh, Tommy's free November 1st. Are you? I'm like, uh, I'll make myself free. And, um, yeah, they said, you get 15 minutes. I'm like, can I get more time? And they're like, okay, 20. So I, I had a ton of questions, and I had to cut out the ones that I just couldn't fit in. And I tried to hit the most important ones that I thought people would care about. And thankfully, the response has been good. So, you know, I do the best that I can, and I'm glad it worked out. So nice job. Yeah, very nice. Andy, let's go to your wrap-up on the cruise. Uh, I I loved it because they actually added the extra day on the five days, so it helped spread out the schedule of everything KISS-wise. Great, loved it. So some people complain it was uh, downtime. They call it downtime. I call it you could actually get something to eat time. You know what I mean? Because I've been on the cruises like KK2 or whatever. You couldn't do anything except for go to Kiss at the Kiss. They still have to fix this thing. With the uh, merchandise somehow, the casino chips and all that, and whatever this penny pinch if they do it next year. But all in all, it was great to see a lot of people I hadn't seen in uh, 365 days. Uh, It was good that we went to a new port again. Uh, I'm glad they're moving it now. I'm glad to hopefully go to the next uh, island, and and I hope they uh, bring some more of the deep cuts. I want more of the deep cuts. Like uh, Michael says, we're not always ever going to actually be happy. But it was great to see my mother come with me and had a smile on her face from chin to chin. And everybody she met and we talked to and my girlfriend had a great time and my mother had a great time. And that's what made it worthwhile for me. So I loved it all the way around. I know we all have our little complaints and this and that. And uh, we just got to go with the flow. So now it's, uh, you know, I've already started uh, believing or not, as crazy as it is. And uh, people don't believe it. And some people think I'm nuts already. But I've already started uh, getting ready for the gathering, too, down in New Orleans because New Orleans is more expensive. There's all kinds of conventions going down there. It's on a Saturday night, and it might be a football game with the Saints that Sunday, so a lot of hotels are almost sold out. So I actually uh, got a thing hooked up with the Holiday Inn down in New Orleans, and uh, I'm going to give out the uh, code tomorrow when I get the code to uh, get the room started, and uh, we're going to have another free party at the Holiday Inn down there. But all in all, it's a great time. Um, like I said, talking to Michael again, meeting up with old friends, new friends, uh, meeting a lot of people from overseas that I'd never met before, talking to them. I mean, it's just a great connection. And you never know if you need those connections in the long run, if you ever travel somewhere else at some point. You need some place to stay or go. I mean, it's it's good all the way around. It's awesome. That's all I'm going to say. And I'm, yep, here's my wallet. Open my credit card. And here we go again because I'm ready. Let's go. Give me the code. Give me the thing. Give me my dialing number. Let me put my money down for a room, and I'm ready to go. And Lonnie, you should go next year because I think they're going to go to Belize, and they're going to go to that private island, and that private island looks amazing. So that would be a good, nice chill-out day, as you call it. You know? Yeah. So, so, so I'll, I'll have to do some major convincing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, here, here's the thing. You know, I, I think there's been you know a, a few critical comments, but not coming from a negative place. They're coming from a passionate place. You know, about yeah. Kiss fans who are really invested in what is so special about the Kiss crews. So I hope that those uh, Sixth Men and Kiss don't take it negatively. Take it as positive you know feedback about how things maybe can be looked at to be done in a different way to improve the experience of all these folks who are going on the cruise because i got to tell you i get excited every time these guys come back from the cruise i regret not going as much as i say beforehand i don't think i could handle that amount of days on a boat with that many kiss fans you know so i you know i i suffer you know non-buyer's remorse so you know the stuff that seems to be getting set up for new orleans next year certainly sounds very exciting so you know what i want 
people out there to do, you know, whether you went on the cruise or not, you know, chime in on this topic, especially about Kiss Cruise 7. Get those ideas flowing. They're in the planning stages or they're well into the planning stages by now. Who knows? You know, they even they even ask, uh, what do you want for the theme next year? I think it was on the Q and they uh, sent a question or this the uh, survey and stuff. Hey, they're even asking. Yeah. What'd you say? What'd you say? Depends on what they wear for the costumes. You know, to me, it's all about what are they going to wear for the costumes, you know? What are they going to do? What do they got left for costumes? Audit in Hell, Unmasked, and Dynasty. And I guess Paul's no, already no, said. No, 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 no. Kiss no First kiss. Leather. Yeah. Go back. Who knows? Go back to that easy stuff, you know, and then put Life in the Woods in the set. But, you know. Oh. I will take anything that's that's never been played or highly been played any day of the week. I don't care what it is. Put life in the you woods know? so that people can do a conga line like they used to do at the Daisy, you know, around the oh. ship, you know. I, oh, that, my God. Yeah, that could happen. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, you'd be leaving it. You wouldn't. You'd be, you'd be you'd leaving be right the conga the, line. You'd be right at the front. I know it. So, you know, ch chime in, you know, wherever you find us, whether it's on YouTube, whether it's Facebook, Spreaker, on the FAQ message board. I, you know, I want to hear your thoughts. If you're on the cruise, chime in with your opinions on it because, you know, everyone's got different perspectives. And the two chaps you had on today, thank you so much for sharing your time and your memories of such a wonderful event with Absolutely. us. We, we totally appreciate it. So we thank everyone as well for listening, and we will see you next time. Bye, everybody. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> Thank you for spending time listening to the Kiss FAQ podcast today. All sales are final, there are no refunds. If you'd like, look us up on Facebook or come over to the Kiss FAQ message board and discuss the topic we broadcast today. Don't forget to rate us on iTunes, Spreaker, or wherever you've listened to the show. We hope you'll join us again. Thank you.